Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. This is episode number 361, Three Keys to Great Communication from First Date to Relationship. Hello, everybody. I am Sandy Weiner, and welcome to Last First Date Radio, where we believe it is never too late to have the love you want and that a woman of value naturally attracts the respect and rewards she deserves in life and love. And today, I am excited to be speaking with Susanna Mittermeier. I think that is how you pronounce your name. Is that right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, okay. I didn't have the pronunciation here. <laughs> Susanna is calling in from between Austria and Italy. She's She is over in Europe, and we're going to be talking about how to communicate more effectively in dating and relationships. And before I bring Susanna on, I always share a tip on how to become a woman of value because to me, no matter what I am leading women in, whether it's through my work as a dating and relationship coach or my more recent work as a on a women's empowerment coach for women at work to help them communicate more effectively and lead more powerfully it's all about it all starts with how we value ourselves and so every week i bring you a tip on how to become a woman of value this week's tip is Listen to understand, and this is Stephen Covey made this one very popular many years ago, and I think what we usually do is we listen to be heard, and I'm so glad that this tip happened to be the tip of the day without even realizing the topic of what our podcast was because listening is such a big part of communication, I'm sure we will touch on that when we talk to Susanna in a minute. So the next time you listen, really take a moment to kind of put your own needs aside for a second and really try to understand the person in front of you instead of just having your voice be heard because the person who's talking to you will think you had the most amazing conversation if they feel heard first. So before I bring Susanna on, I just want to mention my Facebook group. It's a free group called Your Last First Date. And if you are not yet a member, I highly encourage you to join us. We are about 3,000 women strong, and we are a supportive, positive-focused group. There is no victim allowed, no man bashing, no broad sweeping about men being jerks or narcissists or whatever it is that women like to call men, we are here to support you on your journey to your last first date. And there, there is just so much beautiful conversation going on. And I, I really encourage you, if you're struggling at all in dating or relationships, or you just want the camaraderie of an incredible community, go to Facebook and join your last first date. And now for my guest, Susanna Mittermeier. She's a psychologist and the founder of Pragmatic Psychology. She's the author of the number one international best-selling book, Practical Tools for Being Crazy Happy. And she's a certified facilitator for Right Voice for You, which is a special program for access consciousness. And I've had many access consciousness guests here And they are all amazing, so I know you're going to love this conversation. 
She is a highly sought-after public speaker, and her paradigm for therapy is new. It is special. It's called pragmatic psychology. She can transform people's problems and difficulties into possibilities and powerful choices. Welcome to the show, Susanna. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> it's such a pleasure. So I love this conversation. I'm already I'm already loving it before we even start. <laughs> and um, before we get into the topic, I would just like to know what drew you to specialize in relationships and also in communication. Well, so um, I started out being a psychologist and worked as a psychotherapist in Sweden in mental health for many years. And um, relationship is a big topic out there, um, whether it's a relationship to your spouse, to a lover, to your children, to your, I mean, we, ha- we're in, we are basically in relationship all the time. So um, to find effective ways to create um, great relationships is something that most people seek. And uh, for me personally also, um, I, I was someone who never desired a relationship. Um, I was one of the weird people who was um, very happy by myself. And I always got projected that, oh, you're going to find someone one day. And I always said, I'm not looking for someone. And <laughs> so, um, so for me, it was always uh, enjoying my own company. And one day, and I love how you started this conversation, because one day I was like, um, so I was like asking for something greater and I didn't put a definition on it. I didn't say I'm asking for a man. I didn't put like, I didn't know exactly how that looks like what I'm asking for. I just asked for, Hey universe, what else is possible for something, uh, something nurturing, creative, fun, um, expansive to show up in my life. And soon after I met someone and uh, we really liked each other, and I, uh, I was not happy that I was going into a relationship because I'm like, I wasn't, I, the, the way that I've seen relationship works in this reality um, is, you know, where people start, they start out, it's amazing, and then after a short while, it's not amazing, um, they start fighting and get bored, and um, I'm like, that's not what I desire as my life. So that was the only paradigm that I was handed and that most of us are handed. So for me, it was like, that's not what I desire as my life or future. So meeting this person that I that I had such a great time with from the beginning, you know, having this, oh, now it could become a relationship for me was, oops. That's not what I desire. I don't want to go down the road of what I see around me. So I started to ask questions. I'm like, okay, so what else is possible here that I've never considered? And um, I found a way of creating a relationship that's unique for me, that works phenomenally, and uh, makes me really happy. So for me, it's, it's such a pleasure to inspire people and invite people to know what they know about creating relationships and um, and doing it the way that works for them. So that's how it all started out. <laughs> mm, so interesting. And I think that so many people form their ideas about relationships because of what they're surrounded with by or their parents. 
and what they've experienced. And, and people do that with children, too, where they say, I don't want to ever have kids because I was not brought up well. And I love the way that you had this epiphany that I could do it differently. It doesn't have to be the way it always was. So let me create something that works for me. Yeah. Yes. That was really something um, I've had as a big, big, big question in my world. And what I always say to people that say, oh, my God, you guys are so great together. Uh, You know, you have so much fun. uh, how How do you do that? Um, like that's one of the things that I usually inspire people to ask the question of what do I know about relationship? Because what we do is we look at our parents, we look at our you know mom and dad or grandparents or whoever we have around, and we we think okay that's the way a relationship is. So we like have this definition, this fixed definition of oh that's how you do it, and yes that's how they do it. But that doesn't have to be necessarily how you do it. So um, one of the things you can always ask is, if I would be me, if I would be totally me, what would I know and how would I create this relationship? And, um, and you'll, you'll find ongoing awarenesses of um, things that you know are different, um, that you want to do differently than what you're seeing around you and what you've what what you have what you have seen uh when you grew up. Hmm. I think a lot of people when they hear that they go, I don't know anything. I just know you know <laughs> I it, it's a very coachy thing to do is like, and what if you did know? And a lot of people yeah. get stuck there. So so what do you do with the people who are really stuck? Like they just go, Well it's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. They have a really fixed mindset. Yep. Yep. So what do you do when you have no clue? Well, most of us have no clue when we start out because we just see what is out there and then we try to do it the same way and then we notice it doesn't work and we get upset and frustrated. So in order to find out what you know about um, how what makes me happy, what's the way I would like to create a relationship, you have to start from just acknowledging that um, it's okay to not know. Um, it's like you don't have to be, oh, my God, I get a total download of how I would like to do it. No, no, no. You start by where you are. If you have no clue, that's fine. Uh, most of us have no clue. I had no clue. So um, how do you find out? Well, um, there is this amazing tool that I love to use as an access consciousness tool. It's very easy and very practical. So when you um, notice yourself uh, doing something that has this, like a heaviness to it it's you know it's dragging you down it's not making you happy then know this so every time like there's this amazing tool it's it's like this so if you uh, everything that makes you light everything that makes you feel expansive and happy that's what's true for you that's what matches you and who you are everything that makes you feel heavy and contract it, that's a lie. That's why you try to live someone else's world. And that's what we most of the time do. Like how many times, um, you know, are people living somebody else's version of their life, you know, and not their own version of life. So if you do something that makes you feel heavy, no, that's a lie. That's why you're not being you. That's where you're not living your life. When something is light and makes you feel lighter, that's where you're on the path 
of creating something that works for you. So um, don't try to figure out, don't try to plan um, when you're doing this and when you're creating a relationship, but follow what's light. And that's something what we, that we usually don't do. We try to be in our heads and figure out, um, is this going to be good? Is this going to be bad? Are people going to like me if I do this? Are people going to hate me if I do this? This is just, you know, this is things that drive us crazy <laughs> and not in a good way. It's, <laughs> you know, there's, great, there's, there's crazy in a great way and there's crazy in a not good way. So, <laughs> so really right. when, when um, like this empowering yourself to know what you know is, is following what, you know, what makes you feel light. And that might not match what other people find good. So um, mm-hmm. it's like developing this trust in you. And trust that um, that you know, and it's like there's a lightness to when you choose something that matches you and the future you'd like to create. Mm. Yeah, this is such a good tool. It's <laughs> it's really tapping into your truth, tapping into your intuition, and most of us live in our heads. Like we are disassociated from the rest of us ourselves. You know, the bodies. No, because you can't control that as much as you can control the head. And I see that so many of the women who come to me for coaching are women who have really succeeded academically, and then when it comes to relationships, they're making bad choices. They're dismissing their heart, their, their, you know, their soul, and, the, and their logic that says that's not good for you, and they're to keep going for that instead of really listening to the signs that their body's telling them. Um, and when we live outside of alignment, we, we're unhappy. And we're also attracting in the wrong people into our lives, the wrong jobs, the wrong everything. So this is just so important. Yeah, and I love what you said. Um, and that, t- that also touches what you said in the beginning um, when you said put your needs aside. Um, and, you know, like, when you mentioned the career women who have everything right and everything works, except the part with the relationship, um, it's like what I've noticed with people is uh, we're so good at inventing needs um, rather than realizing what's really true for us. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's like you don't need a person. Um, a person is an addition to you, and it's something you can add to your life, but it's not something you need. So there's this inherent lie that most people buy that there's a constant lack you know, some people have the constant lack with money. Some people have the constant lack with um, happiness. Others people have it with uh, lack of having somebody in your life. Like, what if, you know, you, you look at this and see, is, do I really have a need or have I invented that need? And, again, with that, you can use the tool we just uh, talked about before. So if you look at it, if you go, okay, do I have a need or have I invented the need? Which, which one makes you feel lighter, that you have a need? If you tap into the energy of that, that's, that's, uh, is that light? Or um, I invented the need that I need somebody, is that lighter? And then just check what you know and what's true for you. And most of the people realize, wow, I invented a need to have, needing to have somebody else in my life. And one of the things you can practice before you add someone into your life is Start, you know, enjoying your own company. Um, do things, you know, take yourself out on, on a date by yourself. I did that, and it's so much fun, you know. It's like if, if I would take myself out on a date, what would I do? 
where would you mm-hmm. go? Which restaurant would you take yourself? Or, you know, you can order in if you don't want to go out by yourself. Uh, what flowers would you buy yourself? And just like enjoying your own company and practicing that, because then if you ask someone, that person can be an addition and not a fulfilling of your needs. And that's a totally different platform for creation of a relationship that works than, um, than buying the lie that you need someone, which is actually not true. <laughs> mm, so it's an interesting, an interesting conversation because I, I think that, yes, we should date ourselves. It's, it's so helpful to, to know what you love, to know what fills you because so many people don't even know that and they're waiting for somebody to do that for them. And I, mm-hmm. I know a woman who was recently dating a guy who was waiting for his future wife to take care of him, to help him lose weight, to help him stay motivated, to help him do all the things that he wasn't doing for himself. <laughs> and she just wanted to run in the other direction because <laughs> she doesn't <laughs> want to be that person for anybody. Like, yes, we can mm-hmm. support each other. In a relationship, we do support each other, but we don't do it for them. I think there's a big distinction. So when we know what our needs are, we know how to fulfill those needs ourselves, we also can express ourselves in ways that are much more helpful, Um, which brings us to communication because I think that when, you know, people sometimes get confused between being needy and having needs. And I'd love to hear your distinction. Um, yeah, so most people think that they are, like, need, being needy. Is, and it's also, if you look at how we are brought up, um, it's so normal that, like, most of the times when children are needy, they get attention, and uh, people give them whatever, whatever they desire. So most of us have learned, oh, if I'm needy, aha, uh-huh, I will get what I desire. And it's not something we think about cognitively. It's just, uh, it's just something that usually is in our world, um, a strategy we've been using, and it works. So then most people keep on using it. But then they, they don't look at, okay, it works, I get what I want, but it keeps my life small. It keeps me in a constant lie of lack if I think that I'm needy. Um, and there's some needs, like needs and needy, the difference is one is from lack and one is from creation. So the the part where you go to lack is where you always need to, like you you buy that you the lie of lack and you always look for who can who and what do I need that fulfills this. So it's not that you are in charge of your life. You always have to have someone else that um, that helps you can contribute to you, and you're never the source of creation yourself if you function from that paradigm. If you look at need from, oh, okay, I would like something, like more from desire, it's something that's creative. It's where I go, oh, it would be really great to have this and that in my life. Um, what would it take? What can I be? What's required to create that? Then you are in charge and you're the leader and you're not dependent uh, on someone or something else. So that's, the, that's like the big uh, distinction between those two. And relationship usually brings up all the places um, where we have bought the lie of lack. Uh, and if we're courageous enough, we can look at this 
what most people go, go is they, they don't want to look at this. They, they rather want to blame the other person for not delivering whatever they have decided they need. And this is not a comfortable topic. Um, relationship is usually not a comfortable topic because you've got to be really courageous and vulnerable and looking at, okay, how am I creating this? Not my partner is not delivering this for me. That's a big killer of relationship. It's more like, um, how can I change this um, rather than what is my partner not doing? <laughs> That's like a uh-huh. big, big thing you can look at. But it does require big uh, vulnerability because uh, most people are rather right than free. And in a relationship, if you want to maintain the rightness of your point of view, we all know where that leads to. <laughs> it's the yeah. fight. It's the quarrel. Rather than, do I really need to be right here? Or can I be an allowance of my partner and him being different? And allowance is a big, big key for creating change and creating a successful relationship. And allowance means um, you don't agree in a line. You don't resist and react. You allow your person to be whatever he or she needs to be uh, in whatever way that is. And, you know, like most women, um, I dare to say, um, start a relationship to fix up the man. And I would say your man is not a restoration project. He is uh-huh. who he is. And, you know, if, if there's a lot of things you don't like about him, um, and you got to ask yourself, if he would never change it, would that work for me? Can I live with that? And if not, um, you know, this might not be a relationship that works for you. And we really got to be honest there. Like the paradigm of having to maintain relationships rather than create them, that's uh, what we have been brought up with. I mean, I know my parents and grandparents, once they were together, they stayed together. And that's very honorable. And that works for them. And I know that there's a different possibility where you look at, does this still work for me? And um, being willing to create your relationship, not needing to maintain it. And that takes a big, 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 big portion of allowance uh, for your partner and not needing to change him or change her. But, okay, you are who you are. And you know what? I'm grateful for who you are. And you don't need to change. And what you get to experience and receive from the person that you're with and the difference they are is absolutely incredible. It's such an inspiration. And um, it's a totally different paradigm that requires you to not needing to be right. And I know most people, most women or men maybe hate me saying that. <laughs> but um, if you really, and I'm really sorry for that, but it's like, it's, it's, if you really want to have a successful relationship, oh my God, we really got to get over being right and being an allowance, and um, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear your passion around this. It's so true. <laughs> and I think once you own it, though, the, the, the thing is that it gives you so much power. It's the power to create, mm-hmm. the power to change mm-hmm. the, your own dynamic. And, I mean, this, these are the conversations that I have so often with members of my family, with people in my life about people who are trying to change the other person, you know, whether one of my children is trying to change their father or change me. And it's like, (laughs) you can't change them, but let's talk about what if, what if you saw this differently? What if you process this differently? You know, how would that look? And it's like, no, no, (laughs) it meets with a lot of resistance, (laughs) but it's amazing. Like my son was able to do that with his father 
And there was a lot of pushback for a long time. And finally he just said, this is my father. This is who he is. And I accept that. And if it doesn't work for me, I'm going to walk out of the room. And Mm -hmm. he has a great relationship with him now. You know, he doesn't come in with expectations that are false. And so I think this is this is so key, and it creates wow. connectivity, creates intimacy, it creates vulnerability, um, and it has you living in alignment with your truth and not trying to morph yourself into something you're not, like you keep talking about this lie of lack. I've never heard that term, mm-hmm. but I really like it. I, I think it's so true that so many of us live in that space. Yes, I love what you say about the expectations. That's so brilliant. And, um, like, this is a tool, you, like, we all can use. So whenever we – and it doesn't matter who that person is. Like you say, it can be your father, your son, your, you know, whoever, your colleague, whoever you have around you that you keep on having not eased with. It's, it's usually that we have expectations about that person. We want them to be a certain way. We expect them to respond a certain way, say something. And um, and you might be, you know, right, but it doesn't really matter. It's more like if you have an expectation and the person doesn't deliver that particular thing, we all know what what that creates. It creates upset and anger and, and so on. And so the a great tool is every day, especially with the people you have around you that are closest, let go of all the expectations, projections, and judgments and separations you have with that person. Just go, okay, so before you, you know, lay down in, you know, at night, you just go all the expectations, separations, judgments, and rejections I have of that person, I now let it go. And then you do it maybe sometimes, and you really choose to let it go, and start you every day and you go, oh, hi, how are you doing? Who is that person? And you start fresh every day and discover the person and get to know them as though you've never met them. Um, that's the most creative thing you can do. And, it, again, it takes the courage to let go of the rightness and the need to be right. And, yes, maybe it would be great that they, you know, send you flowers or um, put down a toilet seat or whatever you expect them to do that they don't do. Um, that would be awesome, but maybe mm-hmm. they don't do it. And maybe if they haven't done it the first 20 years, they probably will not do it the next 20 years. Um, and it maybe doesn't have anything to do with you. Maybe it's not even personal, but that's the other thing. We tend to take everything personal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, maybe what the person, <laughs> maybe what the person that you're together with does, does not always have anything to do with you personally. So that's also something we can practice. Um, like uh, like not taking things personal or ask, does this really have anything to do with me now? Or ask the person, hey, can you help me? I'm having a hard time with whatever you're doing here. And I so would like to judge you, but I don't want to judge you. Can you help me with more information? Is this something about me or is this something not about me? Um, so that's also something you can do because we love to interpret everything. And there's not always something to interpret. Some people just do whatever they do, and it doesn't mean anything. Um, and if if you need help, always ask. Like, can you help me? But if and if you ask from vulnerability and not from fight, mm, that creates a totally different communication and a totally different pl- platform for change. <laughs> mm, yes, I love this. 
I, I, it, this this whole judgment and and interpretation and assumption. This is what keeps people from from having good relationships. It's all in your head. Yes. I mean, I I grew up at that model of so much projection and and I, I love what Brene Brown says. Um, one of her mm-hmm. ways of dealing with this is to say the story I'm making up in my head is this. <laughs> so it's yeah. it's like here here's what I'm making up. Can you tell me what's really going on? And it's almost yeah. never what's in your head. Um, but it's so yeah. easy to get triggered. It's so easy to like you know just to t- to take our past experience and to then project what this must mean. And this is actually the topic of my monthly uh, membership program this month is triggers because mm. this is something that keeps us very single. <laughs> um, it, it's yeah, it's just so important. These this if, if people take away just this to let go of expectations mm. and projections and rejections and judgments every day, look at people as if. They're brand new. I mean, it's, it's it yeah. takes a lot of skill to do that, but it's practice. It's all practice. Definitely. Um, yeah. I would just love, we, you know, the topic was the three keys to great communication, so I would love to cover that before we go. <laughs> we could talk about everything <laughs> else. Um, but, yes, what what are those three keys? Uh, I think we covered uh, some parts of it already um, in our conversation. So mm-hmm. allowance is, is uh, one of the big keys. Allowance is where you don't agree, don't align, don't resist, and don't react. You allow the person to be who they are, um, which which creates a lot of, like, it helps you be grateful for you and for the person. Um, we touched on no expectations, and uh, it, which which allows you to see the person for who they are in the moment and, and discover them new um, every day for who they are. And um, also, uh, like, the other key is look at who you are dealing with. There's some people that function with, um, they say something and they mean something different, and some people say something and they mean what they say. Um, They're, like, very direct, and there's no interpretation. Just look at who you're talking with because if you're, and this is, like, men and women. There's some men who say something and that's what they mean and there's actually there's they mean it there's like no subtitle there's some men who function with subtitle there are a lot of women who have subtitle um there are also women like i'm one of those who i don't have subtitle when i say something i mean it so that's something where my partner <laughs> he, he's used to ex, his ex-girlfriends um where he has to interpret and so he tried to interpret with me too <laughs> he discovered mm-hmm wow, there's nothing to interpret whatever she says she means. So it's really helpful to see who are you dealing with and um, does this person have subtitle? And if yes, what are they actually saying um, that they're not saying verbally? Because then you have a totally different com- uh, like information of what's going on. And also know when they're not interpreting, when, they're, when they don't have a subtitle, um, and just know, oh, okay, they really mean it. Because it just you know, shortcuts the communication of uh, knowing, okay, there's actually nothing to interpret, or, oh, there's actually subtitle. What are they actually saying? And don't shy away from asking the person and be willing to say, excuse me, I'm sorry, can you help me? I don't understand. 
um, this is like this is heavy for me. I I would like to change this. Can you help me, please? So whenever you say, "Can you help me, please?" Um, it creates such an amazing platform for a different communication. But you really got to come from a vulnerability, not from making wrong. And that takes practice because in the heat of the moment, you want to make the person wrong. You're like, ah, la, 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 and you go into the intensity and you become, you know, I'm in Italy, so you become Italian and you walk. But <laughs> you got to practice. <laughs> you got to practice to go, okay. And you know what? It also helps if you leave the situation for a moment, um, go to the toilet, or go somewhere out and then breathe, relax, and then go back and ask, hey, can you help me? I really, I don't want to go into fight. Um, can we, can we do something different here? And um, and then you know, do the conversation. Mm. Yeah, there's so much here. Um, I love the subtitles. <laughs> I've never really thought of it as about it as subtitles, but so many people do speak in subtitles, and I know one mm-hmm. of my children is often processing her thoughts out loud. And so I get really confused because sometimes there's contradictory thoughts, but she's trying to spill them all out so she can make sense of it. And so it's like like wading through the forest. I'm like, okay, is this what you mean or is this what you mean? Just help me out here. <laughs> and she's like, I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it's really helpful when you are speaking with somebody who's direct, but very few people really are that direct and it takes a lot of skill to get there for people who are used to being passive aggressive it's it's vulnerable to speak your truth Mm -hmm. and but the more you do it the better it gets and the more you can connect authentically to people ah this is this is good stuff Susanna Um, so thank you so much. And unfortunately, we're out of time, but I would love to have you share how people can reach you. And um, I have your Twitter, at Access Susanna. How else can people find you? Well, it's uh, there's a web page. It's SusannaMittermeyer.com or email info at SusannaMittermeyer.com or on any other social media platform uh, under my name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Thank you again for having this rich conversation with me. I really enjoyed it, and I'm sure that there are just so many takeaways and tools that you've shared that people are bound to really start a transformation of relationships. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Sandy. Thank you. My pleasure. And thank you, everybody, for listening today. Again, if you would like to join our Facebook group, go to Your Last First Date on Facebook and answer the three questions to get in. And if you love our show, please rate and review it wherever you listen to podcasts, and that really helps our show get even more widespread. And um, I hope you go on Your Last First Date very soon. Have a great day. 